welcome back to another episode of the Scorers Table. I'm William Robbins, joined as always by Julian McKee. Yeah, what is good, everybody? Shout out to the whole Scores Hive. It's a it's it's, it's a muggy day, little bit of breeze, you know, <laughs> out here with a Florida Marlins jersey. My abs are looking fantastic. Fantastic as always. Um, <laughs> already, let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to get into a new episode. Yeah. So on this week's episode, uh, last week we we did part one of our looking into every team going into next season, and we'll have part two next week. Um, on this week's episode, we just kind of wanted to talk about a bunch of stuff that's been going on in free agency, some of the best players remaining. Touch on Carmelo wanting a farewell tour. Touch on everything that's kind of going on with Jeremy Lin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, we just we felt like that would be a nice little uh, change of pace. So we'll, we'll be back with part two of the of the series we've been doing um, next week. But in the meantime, we're just going to start off with Jeremy Lin. Yeah, yeah. Let's do let's do some current events. Give the people what they want. So Jeremy Lin the other day did a did an interview where he was talking about how he believes that the NBA has given up on him. And that he feels as though that this was this has been one of the hardest times of his life. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that there's, there's there's a few things here. Number one, Jeremy Lin is good enough to be on an NBA team. A hundred percent. So, so I'm not I'm not debating Jeremy Lin as a person, or I mean as a player here. Yes. For, for what I'm about to say, he's a capable player. Yep. If I'm a team, I'm not sure I would sign Jeremy Lin. And here's the reason. And, and you can tell me if you think I'm way off base or, or what you think if you were a GM. Mm-hmm. My fear with Jeremy Lin is that, number one, he's too good to be a 12th, 13th, 14th man on your team. Okay. And he's not – his body isn't at a level – where he's capable of being relied on to be an 8, 9, 10 guy. Mm-hmm. He's had some injury concerns in the past. He missed that whole season with the, with the leg injury, I think it was, yep. with the Nets. Yep. Yeah, Lin is, Lin is a bit ban- is, has been a bit banged up around he, the way. He, he, missed, he missed a lot of games last year and this year. Um, and my, my, my concern with Lin is he's just he's not, he's not someone you can count on for long stretches of time and he's not good enough at this point in his career and with his and with his age to justify being like you know what um he's that good that he's worth the injury risk i think my whole thing with jeremy lynn is this i mean let's call it for what it is he hasn't shot the three at an average pace for a few years at this point he's not a good defensive player um, and yep. what, and his strength uh, on the court is the pick and roll. My thing with Jeremy Lin is this: if Jeremy Lin, uh, uh, Jeremy Lin is a fantastic teammate. He's one of the best as far as if teammates had Yelp reviews, Jeremy yeah. Lin would be a five star. <laughs> Karis Levert, um, I think posted something on Instagram. Sean Kilpatrick might have too. Lin's former Nets teammates about how Trey Young did. Yup, when uh when when Levert got hurt. Uh, Jeremy Lin kept uh, kept with calling him and you know making sure he was okay. I think it was the same thing with Chris McCullough when he got traded to Washington. Lin is a great guy. He's a great guy for your locker room. However, like you said, 
the on-court production, I'm not sure about it at this point. Personally, with Jeremy Lin, I think he did a nice job in Atlanta last year. He did. I think what Jeremy Lin is at this point, and we'll get into talking about possible fits for him, I think, in a second, and the other remaining free agents out there. But I think Lin right now is kind of what I would call, like, he's like a training wheels point guard. When you've got a rookie like Trey Young, maybe a little raw, not sure what he can really bring to you uh, to the table in his first year, you throw out someone like Jeremy Lin out there who is a capable player who is going to teach him how to teach the, the player how to be a professional and who is going to be a great mentor for him. Uh, I think that's I think that's personally the, the, the best situation to bring Jeremy Lin onto your team for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I was if I was a team like um, I don't know, like like Chicago, I guess that has like uh-huh. a young has like a young point guard Kobe That's White who you just drafted, uh-huh. um, then he's someone I would look at. But if I'm a contender, I just I don't want to have to rely on him, and he's he he poses too much of a risk, and and this is not me attacking like because because I'm saying right now that Jeremy Lin is good enough to be in the NBA and he'd be like a number 11 man on a team. Yes. But I'm not sure that that number one, he would want to be an 11th man. Because mm-hmm. Jer- we know Jeremy Lin thinks he's still Linsanity. <laughs> I don't know uh, if he still thinks he's Linsanity, but he knows he's, all right, all right. he's had success in this league. He's had success in this league. You know, nobody... Yeah. He thinks he's still insanity. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but but Jer- but I don't know. I just I don't know like how how happy Jeremy Lin would be playing behind guys that he's potentially better than, just because he might be too much of a risk to give minutes to. I mean, honestly, if I'm a team like Cleveland, if I can figure out a roster spot when you've got two young guards on your team, you 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 got Garland who's still really raw. Um, brought him in, pick number five. I think they should trade Sexton, but it looks like they're going to try to play both of them together. Lynn is literally like the perfect guy to, yeah. to, to bring in, I think. I think oh, Lynn I agree. Is, is perfect. Not Jordan Clarkson. Let's, let's... <laughs> I agree. I agree. If I'm, I if I'm, if I'm a rebuilding team, if I'm a rebuilding team with a young point guard, or if I'm any team with a young point guard, uh-huh. then Jeremy Lynn is definitely someone I want to bring in. 100%. But, but if I'm a contender, then I, I would want to stay away. No, I agree. I agree. There's still a few players out there, um, more than a few players out there, who I think can can do something for, a, 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 I don't know if a contender contender, but like for a really good team, they could be an important piece that can play minutes. Yeah. That so, might be able to play in the playoff game. So, so let's, let's just say that Jeremy Lin, though, has no injury risk. Jeremy Lin is unsigned, and Corey Joseph is going to make like thirteen million next year, which is which is reprehensible. That's reprehensible. Let's yeah. call it what it is. That's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, Jer- Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin is good enough to be in the NBA. I just, I don't, Michael I don't Carter see. Carter Williams is on an NBA roster right now. Michael Carter Williams is good in the playoffs for a game. It's more than Jeremy Lin did. True, but what did Michael Carter Williams do in the regular season? Did he had one game the entire year? Jeremy that Lin, is, like, that, well. is, that is former Rookie of the Year winner Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> Michael Witness Protection Carter Williams. Yep, that's. I him. remember. I remember after his first game in the NBA when he had like what, like I think it was like twenty two, ten, eight, and eight or something. Like he almost had a quadruple double. Bro, fuck that! His first week. His first week. It was this is Magic Johnson? Week. 
Well, yeah. I mean, in, in his first game, too, with the uh, I think it was against Miami, he shot like four of six, I think, uh, from three point in his first game. That's that's oh my god! Jeez. I'll tell you, it's funny those that those Miami Heat dynasty years. You you sent me a clip of the legendary Jeff Green uh, three point buzzer beater. There was some like, yeah. weird game early in the season for those teams. Yeah, there really was. I, I think they, I think they started off like ten and ten. There were a few fluky losses in there. Was that the highlight of Jeff, Jeff Green's career, or the game seven for Cleveland where he showed up? I think game seven uh, for Cleveland against Boston. Mm-hmm. And and I and I and I know you can remember remember me saying this. Um, I was like, I know Jer- or, uh, Jeff Green is going to tear us up in this game. Cause oh yeah, I, re- I remember the it, day. I remember the day. <laughs> and what do you have like like eighteen points? God, I, I Jeff Green. Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So so yeah. So so Jeremy Lin. Jeremy Lin is definitely good enough to be in the NBA. I'm not sure he 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 should be or he he, ha- he has a spot. But let's talk about some other guys that are still free agents. Um. Who's, who's, who's one of your guys that you think can still uh, contribute to a team? Well, I want to preface this by saying I've got three classes of free agents. I already told Will about this, but I'm going to break it down for the scores. How have you guys are my people? Class A. I'm calling this category, I'm all in on these guys. And some of them can play in playoff games for, really, for good teams. Class B. These guys could possibly help a good team. You know, they could be contributors. You know, they could do something during the season. Class C is fucking washed but might have something left something in the tank you know you might be able to to find it class c is you know it, it's the bargain bin of free agents this is like i don't know i i've been to price shop in a really long fucking time but you know i remember they had like the big ass like you know thing of dvds like back like right by like the checkout line this is the bargain. i don't remember that oh, <laughs> but shit. okay but, but you know itunes got has like the you know the the really shitty albums for like yeah 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 you you get the idea, listeners of the scores table. Um, yeah, these are the these are the, the fucking garage sale guys. Anyway, back to Class A. I have five guys occupying Class A. All right. Number one, I have a spot reserved out of. I'm not sure. Is is it homage or is it homage? Uh, probably. Uh, I would say honor, but out of in honor of my man, Will, who makes him dance. Oh my God! All right, so, so Lance all right. Stevenson. Unfortunately, my man. Unfortunately, my man signed with China. Uh, you know he's gonna he's he's about to put up thirty and uh, twenty there next season. But um, my man Lance Stevenson. I'm always gonna be a Lance Stevenson fan. I have to have this out of honor for my guy Lance. I love you. I hope you can come back uh, to the NBA this year. Help up my Nets. Give give us some fun uh, personality on the bench. I still think Lance Stevenson can do something for a team. He's in, so that's 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 my reserved uh, spot for my do man. I, do I need to Side debate? of Lincoln High School, Rucker Park, New York City. We are here. Yes. Do I need to actually debate why Lance Stevenson doesn't <laughs> belong in the NBA, or do you want to just move on to the next guy? Let's move on to the next guy. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for saving the time. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, bro. Um, uh, <laughs> my other guy. My my other my 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 other my next top five guy. All right, let's hear it. And I think could be in the washed category, but you know what? Sean Livingston. I think Sean Livingston still might have something left. A veteran presence for a mm-hmm. playoff team. If you're talking the Clippers, they have an extra roster spot, I believe. Yep. Um, you could do a, a hell of a lot worse with Livingston as like your eleventh 
through like your your tenth through thirteenth man. I don't know if that guy can still play on a playoff team, but th- that Livingston is going to make the right decisions. He's going to be a good leader. He's still got defensive versatility. I, I think he can do something for someone. Actually, my nets are out of roster spaces, but if we had one because of our lack of point guard depth, that isn't my yeah. man, Jason Hands. He could use someone like Livingston. My other three guys, I'm going to run through these guys quicker. My boy out of Newark, New Jersey, Kenneth Fareed. Kenneth Fareed, despite languishing on the bench for the Brooklyn Nets for the first like four months of the season because they, they wanted his contract so they could get a pick from him, you know what? He had a really he had a really nice season for the Rockets. He did. Kenneth Fareed is always going to have his deficiencies because he's like a six eight four. He can't shoot threes. Doesn't really can't really do much on offense. But you know what? Kenneth Fareed gets boards. He can play defense. He can block some shots. And that guy leaves it on the court every night. Kenneth Fareed gives a shit. That says something. My other two guys. First of all, Will, I know you're with me on this one. Swedish Larry. Oof. All right. All right. Jonas Durebko. Yeah, I cannot resist some Jonas Durebko. So I'm actually (laughs) going to stop your list right there because I want to talk about those those three guys. Do it. Let's start off with Swedish Larry. The uh, (laughs) the 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 pride of Sweden. Um, Sorry, not Larry. Oh my God, Jonas Durebko. I almost just called him Larry Bird because they're so similar. (laughs) I love Jonas Durebko. Now. Play him more when KD went down. Yeah, I, I mean he wasn't he wasn't great for them last year, mm-hmm. but I think that he definitely belongs on an NBA team. I mean, no, you know he was no again. I get it. He was really bad during the postseason. He shot like twenty five percent or something. But he he's a guy that can play but kind of like three through five. Mm-hmm. Uh, he face the floor. He's not a terrible rebounder. He he moves he he at least tries on defense. He moves his feet decently well for a guy his size. Mm-hmm. Um I love Jarebko. I think that he should 100% be on a team. I'm not really sure what team. Uh I'm with you on that one. That one that one's a little tough. Um Okay, but actually okay, actually I want to take a quick second to talk about uh talk about the Lakers. Okay. I can't believe they seriously just wasted a roster spot on um on uh what is what is Giannis's brother Costa Santa de Cumbo. <laughs> like, oh like, god! I get it? Like they're trying. I guess they're trying to look good to to Giannis. Yep. Oh, of but, course they are. Of course they are. But like, really, you want to waste a roster spot when you're competing for a championship on a guy that's not gonna play? Did the Lakers know what a two way contract is? To like say someone more in the D League, you know, because you know, I mean, Costas has some, he has some potential, he definitely does, but that guy is just raw. That man play. is raw. What is, what is the over under on games he plays for the Lakers this year? 11? That seems like, a little high, doesn't it? Not talking about garbage time, though. Fuck, how much garbage time are they gonna have? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, Isn't I did not love that. Oh my god. Okay, that was mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I hope Boogie has a good year. I really do. I really do. <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean they the Lakers should have a roster spot because there's a lot of guys that we're gonna mention that I think would be good fits there. Yeah, if Giannis win if Giannis makes a championship 
in the, either this year or next year, if the Bucks win the East, I don't see how he leaves. It's, it seems insane to me. And yeah, I don't see if you're Lakers, leave. it's like, you know, you're trying to, you know, maybe be friends with a girl before you... Uh, uh, okay, that was, that was going to be a really bad analogy. But, like, if you're, gonna, <laughs> if you're trying to, like, long game somebody, like... Giannis, I like I understand it with Giannis, but I don't think the time is now. If you just have to, if you're the Lakers, you got to do everything you can right now. Your window is these two years. It's yeah. these two years. We down the road. Let's let's not think about down the road, guys. You know, yeah, we I mean, gotta, we're, we're we talking. We're talking two three years from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So so the, that first guy you mentioned, Kenneth Farid. He'd he'd probably be a good fit for like um for like Milwaukee or something if they had a roster spot but I mean the problem is all these teams are pretty much out of roster spots the only teams that have roster spots left are not great teams if I were uh, the Blazers I would actually think about Farid they do have an often they, they do have an open roster spot that's true actually um, I don't mind that bit. I think you know they still have I don't know when Nurkic is coming back uh, probably around like December or so they lost cancer in free agency obviously yep. to the Celtics who knows what Whiteside is? The thing with Fareed, I already said this. I love about him. He he fucking gives a shit. All of my top five guys in this yeah. remaining agency breakdown, like legitimately, give a shit. And Fareed does. I think if you're the Blazers, he's he's a t- guy to take a chance on. Also, I just want to see say really quickly, the Miami Heat for a team that is going to make the playoffs next year have, have an atrocious bench right now. Yeah, Myers Leonard. He's decent for what he is, but you also have Kelly Olynyk on the bench with him, which is essentially the same thing, right? More or less. Yeah. You and then there's the rest of their bench is made up of uh, Casey Okpala, their second round pick out of uh, Stanford, who I actually who I like, but he's still a second round pick. Um, and you've got James Johnson and his contract, and you've got Derek Jones Jr. That's the extent of the Miami Heat bench right now. So. They might want to make room for a roster spot, if possible. I don't know if it's possible, but it would be in their best interest to try to get someone who can, like, just play minutes for them, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there, there's, a, there, there's a lot of guys um, that I think would be good in that spot for, mm-hmm. for the Blazers. Um, my, my top choice for that spot for them would be someone like Jonathan Simmons. Ooh, Jonathan uh, Simmons is a free agent. Yeah. Oh, I completely forgot about him. Yeah, the the Wizards cut him. Oh, that is interesting. That is so, interesting. I gotta so, add to my Class B guys. So, I, if I was the Blazers, that's the kind of guy I would probably target because right now their their wing depth isn't great. It's like Bazemore and Jake Lehman and who's that? Who are actually like better guys and given credit for? But wait, Jake Lehman's on the Timberwolves now, right? Is he? I think he is. That, that I'm ninety percent sure. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He did. He did. He signed a three-year, uh, like twelve million dollar deal. Baseball's wait. To the, is baseball like the small forward for the Blazers right now? That's not bad. No, no, Blazer. No, Baseball still can play, but like, th- we need something else there, guy. <laughs> Okay, so, Olshi, we need okay. something else there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, so here, here's their wing depth. They got Bazemore. Oh, yeah, he's not going to play. Oh, no, he's not. Hazonia, Rodney Ooh. Hood. I like, I like Hazonia as a flyer for a minimum. 
I have, a, I have a, just a thing that I want to point out there. Me and Will were separately de- were, were debating a few days ago, you know, while I was, I was enjoying some jerk chicken in, the, in East Flatbush. Um, we were debating um, about kind of the Blazers and CJ McCollum and their future, if, if he's going to be the right second guy for their, their team, which is a topic with, that honestly a lot of uh, way too many debate shows have engaged in in the past because it's not that riveting. But... Um, it, 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 th- there's one theme that, you know, uh, th- that I, I've witnessed is that over time the Blazers keep losing in the playoffs and the Blazers keep having questionable small forwards. Do you want this guy starting? Is Mo Harkless like who you want starting on a very good playoff team? I like Mo Harkless, but well, he's not, he's not on their team yeah. anymore, but well, yeah, but I'm talking in the past. Evan yeah. Turner, like they've they've just uh, they've had yeah they haven't small forwards. They need to they really need to upgrade their wing depth. I'm yeah, sorry, Hood had a nice game, had some nice games last year, but I'm not putting my eggs in the Rodney Hood basket. Like, come on, what they the have a lot of depth at at small forward. They have like Rodney Hood, Baysmore, Hazonia, Nas Little, Gary Trent Jr., Anthony yeah. Tolliver. But none of these. <laughs> besides, I guess Anthony Tolliver is is like. Someone with a lot of experience. Who you don't um, want playing minutes for you. Do you know that Pau Gasol is on the Blazers? I'm here for it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I just looked it up. I don't Actually, one of my dreams is that Pau and Mark get on the same team at some point this year. That would be cool. That would be really cool. That's just something I want to see. That would be cool. I think, I, for some reason, I feel like there's some kind of Hassan Whiteside and two second-round picks for Mark Gasol trade coming. They're actually, it's, it's completely possible. Whiteside is expiring, right? Uh, yeah, he is. Yep. Do you know who I like that's still available? That if I'm a team like the Clippers, I would take a look at? Yep. Nene. He, he's in my Class C, guys. But you know what? Nene had moments last year where he, 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 he showed something. He's still a great veteran presence. I'm with it. I'm here for it. All right. So, so, so fin- finish your list, and then I'll... Oh, my, my final Class A guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you might not like this because this is one of my stand guys, and oh, no, it's not God. Swaggy P. Swaggy J. R. P. Smith is not a, does not belong on a contender. J.R. Smith is in my fucking washed class. Oh, okay, guys. good. Then I then I don't know who's, who this is gonna be. He's a man. He's a spouse of the great Tiana Taylor, Harlem legend. Amon I don't hate Amon that. Amon, I I like him. I think that he had some nice moments last year. Shumpert, the problem with Shumpert the last few years was his bad contract, which, I mean, his LeBron contract. Let's be, let's be freaking earnest here. Um, that, that, that was the problem. It wasn't that I think Shumpert was a bad player, even though he did have some rough, rough seasons when his lack of uh, three-point prowess was exposed. <laughs> Shumpert is, is a good defender. He still cares. He can still do some scoring. I, he, he has a place in this league. He should, he should be in the NBA. Yeah, I'm not really sure again, like like what team he fits on. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely, if he's gonna kind of stick around in the league, he has to become a better shooter. Yeah. Um, because you know, 29% from three point is not gonna cut it. Yeah, I'm, I agree with that. But, but yeah, I think I think that there's definitely some teams that he would be like. Like like even even the Blazers, he'd probably be decent. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look it, like Simon. I don't think Simon's is that ready yet. I mean, Simon's don't don't get a twisted. He's shown some great flashes. I think he's going to be really good, but like, he's still like what twenty. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I, th- I just think you should take your time with him, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, all right. That's so, all for my Class A guys. Jeremy Lin is the front runner of Class B as far as the remaining free agents. All right, so let, let, let me talk about some of my kind of Class A guys then. Sounds good. Let's do it. Number one, and this one's going to be a little surprising. I like Ryan Anderson. Okay. Ryan Anderson, for me, is at the near bottom of my Class C guys. Okay. For me, Ryan Anderson, I like the idea of Ryan Anderson until, like, I realized he was, like, abhorrent from three-point last year. And if Ryan Anderson can't shoot three-pointers, I'm not sure what he's on your team for. All right, that's fair. That's fair. But I feel like if I'm a team, uh, if I'm a team that's, like, a little bit weak at the center spot... He he's he's a guy that you don't even have to play because it's like if he starts to bitch about it, just cut him. Yeah. Um, but he's a big guy. He can rebound. He can he can shoot. I get it. He didn't have a great year. Lots of players have bad years. He's had the rest of his career to show that he's capable. Mm-hmm. It's definitely possible he has something left that could help somebody out. If I, 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 I agree with that. If I was a team like the Warriors who don't have a lot of shooting right now on their roster, I would take mm-hmm. a look at him. I like that idea. Also, he can mentor someone like Omari Spellman, who I, yep. I really loved him as a pickup. I think that guy could could yeah, be I like not, maybe not maybe not the same same player as Ryan Anderson was, but I I can see some similarities in what he might be able to come, become if he can you know keep developing his three point shot. Yeah, no, I, I like to- that fit. I totally agree. So another guy that I like who's available is Ekpe Udo. And I, 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 had, I forgot that he was an NBA player. <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ekpe Udo. <laughs> now, he's a good defender. Mm-hmm. He is a good third big off your bench. Um, now, I mean, look, at this point in the season, or at this point in free agency, we're not finding anyone who's going to be fantastic. There are, there not, are, I don't disagree. No, there are no complete players left. So that's why I think taking a shot on someone like Ekpe Udo or Ryan Anderson, guys who are specialists. This is the time where you acquire specialists. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. So However, I, would, I yeah, oh, no, you go ahead. Yeah. So I, 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 those are the kind of guys I would take a look at. Another guy that I like who's available, who's had a rough last three years, mm-hmm. but still, still a good three point shooter. Other than last year. Other than last year, he's a good three-point shooter. He's a good leadership guy, uh, decent enough, versatile enough. I think a team should be looking at Lance Thomas. Mm, Lance Thomas is a solid player. I agree. He, he's kind of in that Justin Holiday camp of not that great of a shooter, but I still like him. Mm-hmm. Veterans you want on your team. Yeah. I mean, Lance Thomas has been on the Knicks the last few years, kind of just rotting away. Mm-hmm. But... I like him. I still think he's got a place in this league. So if I'm a team, he's another guy I look at. And in the specialist vein, I want to throw two more uh, names out there. Uh, first, Nick Stauskas mm. and mm. Quincy Pondexter. Quincy Pondexter should be on a team. Quincy Pondexter is pretty good. He could help someone out. He's got injury concerns. But when Quincy Pondexter is like, healthy and playing pretty well, especially on a really cheap deal... I, I, I like him on, on a team. Stauskas has been on like 10 teams in the last three yeah. years, honestly. 
and his three point his three point shooting, what he's known for, uh, isn't as good as it kind of could be. I feel like. Am I wrong about that? I'm not exactly sure about his uh, percentages, but he's um, he's he's hot and cold. Yeah, and I, I think Stauskas is someone you could take a flyer on, especially if you're someone like Charlotte. Like, who who the fuck cares? Yeah, I'd say one one last guy in that uh, that kind of category is Tabo Cephalosha. He he's really I close to fucking wash, have... but he hit he hit thirty percent, thirty six percent of his threes last year. I'll give him that, you know. And he knows what he's doing on defense. Uh-huh. Um, another guy I like who's still available, Sam Decker. Ooh, interesting. Sam Decker's had some moments. He's had some like like fall on his face moments, like yep, literally. literally. But. <laughs> Well, I have a question. Are we the only podcast in the world that spent almost a minute's time talking about Ekpe Udo and Sam Decker? Yup, and we're about to add another <laughs> name to that list um, <laughs> that'll really differentiate us. So, hey, so, okay, if, if, you're, so if you're a fan and you're looking for Ekpe Udo talk, uh, Sam Decker talk, and... Was that a drum roll? It was supposed to be. It was not very good. Um... That was a really bad drum roll. Okay, okay quest love, let's do it. But regardless, <laughs> regardless, Alan Williams is still a free agent. Great teammate guy. Great teammate. I like Alan Williams. Alan Williams is, efficiency-wise, one of the best rebounders in the league. Yes. Like, this is a guy who can't score, can't <laughs> shoot, can't pass. Can't block shots. But you know what he can do? You know what he can do? He's going to get you seven rebounds in 13 minutes in the game. Yes, he will. Alan this Williams is like... eats on the glass. The idea of a specialist in Alan Williams is like actually insane. Alan like, Williams he, is, the, is Reggie Lewis. I mean, not Reggie Lewis. Um, Reggie Evans. Evans yes. I'm, I'm completely here for it. Yep. Good teammate. Alan Williams was one of the be- biggest parts of the Nets' fantastic bench celebrations last year. You <laughs> want Alan Williams on your team. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean, he's... I mean, yeah, he's, he, he's a guy that should... Uh, there, there's a lot... There's uh, All right. There, there's 30 teams in the NBA, and there's not a lot of spots available. So there's always going to be guys that are left kind of on the outside looking in. But pretty much everyone that we've mentioned, I feel like we'll at least get like a 10-day contract by the end of the year. I think that somebody uh, okay. Except for Jonathan Simmons, who I think is going to get signed. Yeah, if you're in uh, going back to Charlotte, kind of their whatever the fuck um, situation, maybe Marquise Chris is worth a flyer. Like your team chemistry is probably going to be bad anyway. So I don't know. I don't know. There's there's not really a downside, I guess, to to uh, to picking him up. I mean, Marquise Chris is honestly one of the biggest catfish players in the. In the league, as far as he'll actually like do something for a half, he'll be yep. like, "Oh, it's Marquise Chris," and then he'll be Marquise Chris for the other half of the game. You won't know where he is until he punches somebody. So, um, yeah, that that'll happen. Marquise Chris had like a really good game against the Nets last year. Yeah, like he like, he, like he's good in stretches, and then he just shits the bed. It's it's interesting. It's it's whatever. I guess that's what happens when you're really raw and you get drafted by the Suns. That's just kind of what happens. You know? I, dra- I, I, I still feel like Dragon Bender will end up being a pretty good player. I, he's in a good fit. He's, Dragon Bender couldn't be in a better fit right now. Oh, like, not at all. I'm just going to tell him, just, just Dragon, you're seven foot, just stand on the three-point line. Yeah, literally just stand there, get out of Giannis's <laughs> way, and on defense, just try to get a rebound. He's still like 21 or 22, right? 
He's young. I think he's like 22, yeah. It's, it's insane. That's insane. So, okay. So, another guy that I like that's still available. Um, now, now, again, just because I'm saying I like these guys doesn't mean I think that, like, I'd want my team to sign them. Yeah. These are more just, like, guys that if they got signed, I wouldn't be like, what the hell? Yeah. Jonathan Williams. I think I know who that is. Okay, he was on the Lakers last year. Uh, didn't play a lot. He's a six nine center, but he had he had some decent games for them. I mean, he he his averages, um, he averaged six and four. Sorry, seven and four last year. But for some reason or another, I remember him having some big games. So I'm gonna look into his game log here. Okay, yeah. At the end of the last season, he had a game. He had eighteen ten. Another okay. game, he had twelve and seven. Then another okay. game he had 13 and 7, 17 and 13, 12 and 5, 14 and 8, 12 and 10. So he had he had a few games towards the end of the season. I don't know. He's he's like 23 years old or something. He he was a rookie last year. And okay. I'm a team if I'm if I'm a team just like dicking around or something. I don't I know. Really, I think at least gotta look at him. Well, I remember I remember that guy. I think he went, did he go to Gonzaga? I don't actually know where he went. Yep, Gonzaga. I, yep, I remember that guy. I got it mixed up because there was a Jonathan Williams who, like, the Spurs took a few years ago, I think, out of, like, Texas or something. I, rem- I remember this Jonathan Williams. No, this Jonathan Williams is young. He might, he might actually do something in this league. Yeah. I, actually, I, I actually, in the vein of um, players going on, like, bizarre little hot streaks at the end of last year, I want to throw a name out there. He's in my C-fucking-washed category, but... No, Jamal Crawford does not belong in the league. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Jamal Crawford shot under forty percent and is a thirty-three percent three-point shooter. Like last year, like he's one of my favorite players. But like, I unless he wants to just sit on the bench and be a leader, I like I don't want Jamal Crawford. I'll take Jamal Crawford as an assistant coach. Oh fuck yeah, Mike. The man I'm talking about is Joakim Noah. I thought Joakim Noah was dead. Joakim Noah could have literally like, I I don't even know. Joakim Noah could have been could could have gotten married to ten people, had ten <laughs> honeymoons and ten kids in the last two years, and I and I would I wouldn't know. Like Joakim Noah, I have I completely forgot that he existed after the whole Knicks fallout. I I I thought he had just perished from the he NBA. Was good for Memphis, he was he good had, for Memphis. He had some nice games. Like he was here. He was fiery. You know, he prov- you know what? Like he provided some leadership. Like I'm here for Joakim Noah in the NBA. I'm going to rescind an earlier uh, statement. I think okay. the Clippers should sign him. I'm here for it. Zubac is their backup, right? Starter. Ooh. Okay, I like Zubac. Harold Her- Her- like their backup. But that's they, they could they could use some insurance. They can use some insurance. They need some big guy depth. Zubac Zubac isn't really a get dirty kind of guy. Um, Harold's only like six nine or something. Mm-hmm. Joakim could be good. Joakim's a good seven foot, right? I still think Nene is probably their best choice, but I don't know if Nene know. can play as many. How many minutes do you think Nene versus Joakim can play? Like, I think he's twelve for each. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how old is Joakim. I probably not as old as we think. I don't actually know how old he is. He's like thirty three, maybe thirty four. Google it. Because the Knicks deal wasn't that long. Thirty four. Thirty four. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think I, I agree with you. I think they're pretty much, personally, I think they're pretty much equal. They both have injury concerns. They're both washed. They, they both might have something left. They're pretty much the same to me. Just get one of them if you're Clippers. Screw it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So let's let's get into this last category. The the Vince Carter, Jamal Crawford, and insert drum roll that I'm not gonna make the noise. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Yes, sir. Carmelo, my man. I've been watching Power lately. Lala was looking incredible on Power the last few seasons. I think Melo might be missing out if he's out of that relationship. You know, Melo's my they're man, but no, nah, I heard they got. I, I heard the divorce is like a thing now. Like Lala wasn't wearing the ring anymore. Lala, you got it. You should. You should holler at me. I think. I think me and Lala, we could. We could do something in the future because Lala, Lala looking pretty, pretty, pretty good in the words of Larry David. But um. Anyway, uh, let's, do, right, well, let's is... do it. Let's get into the farewell tour topic. All right, so let's get into the farewell tour topic. Let's start off with you. And I know your answer, but the listeners don't. Does Carmelo Anthony deserve a farewell tour? Okay, when I hear farewell tour, I think of like what happened to my man Derek Jeter. When he uh, when he, he made his departure from Major League Baseball. Wayne Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, that kind of thing. Yeah, Derek Jeter went around. David Ortiz even. Uh, shout out to my, shout out to all my Dominican people out there. You know, I fucking hated David Ortiz when he played for the Red Sox, but I'm happy. You know, he's he's recovered. He's doing better now. Anyway, those guys deserved a full year. They deserved. They they literally went around. It, it was a fucking tour. I've got the Dwayne Wade World Tour shirt. You know, he deserved it. <laughs> literally, tra- he traded jerseys, soccer style. Went from city to city. They gave him damn gifts. It was like a it was like a season of Hanukkah. Each night he got a gift, literally, you know, and he deserved it. He deserved it. Um, uh, that was a bizarre analogy. <laughs> a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yeah, that's that's what it was with Dwayne Wade, and you know, he deserved it. Those were Class A guys, won championships in their careers, and I actually started. We started talking about this topic yesterday because I saw like some clip on instagram of Stephen a saying Melo didn't deserve a farewell tour because he never won anything which i think is an important point to bring up i don't think carmelo should get a farewell tour because a he never won shit b carmelo was never carmelo was a great player he was one of the best players in the league at a point but like i know you're gonna bring this point up He's probably not a t- top 10 small forward of all time. You could make a case that I he, have him as number 14. You could make a case and I'm not going to to save out of the just just so I can save breath and save my dignity if you win the topic. Um <laughs> but right, you can make a you, case here. for Carmelo is 10. You can make a case for Carmelo is a 10 11 small forward all time. You could make it. You could make it. You could say he's better than Chris Webber. You could say he's over McGrady. You could. It's it's it's. Those it's guys aren't argument. small forwards. I thought that you were grouping in. Is is uh, grouping in? You put. I think no. Well, you put in Chris Webber yesterday. I remember. I remember. I'm sorry. No, I, no, no, no. That was that wasn't about small forwards. That was just about tier of of player. Oh, tier of player. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I also put Iverson in that group. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I think. All right. Okay. So, Here's why so, so, I disagree yeah. about Iverson. If Iverson, can I tell you Iverson what deserved the season because Iverson was more than just a basketball player. Yes, he never won anything, but Iverson was a cultural icon. Iverson was Iverson more than might a basketball be a little player. bit better. So these are the guys I have above Carmelo. Okay. For small, small forwards. forwards, or are we talking legacy? For just, just small, small forwards. forwards. Okay. Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Maybe Chris Mullen, but I don't feel great about that. Obviously, not Chris Mullen. No. no. Dominique Wilkins, James Worthy. It's- Paul okay. Pierce, Rick Barry, Elgin Baylor, John Havlicek, 
Scottie Pippen, Julius Irving, Kevin Durant, Giannis, Larry Bird, and LeBron. Okay, um, I disagree on two of those. Who? Oh. First of all, I love Giannis. I love Giannis. But when I put when I'm ranking people all time, I take all star appearances, I take career. I'm talking about by the time he retires. All that stuff. Okay, if we're talking by the time he retires, then I would say yes. However, I would say that I think it just kind of makes sense to keep Giannis out of the conversation just for just for a little while longer because Giannis hasn't been in the league that I'm actually, long. I'm actually going to put Alex English ahead of him too. Alex English, Dominique Wilkins, and Melo are all in the same – they're all in the same group essentially. They're all in the same class. I, I think that those guys, you can make a case that – Dominique was better than both of them. You can make a case that Alex English had the upper hand over Carmelo and maybe even Dominique. Because Dominique's career, when, when it was high, it was high. But, you know, as far as yeah. and stuff like that, he, he his production... Yeah, the rupture to kill kind of hurt him. I'm putting Melo over McGrady, though. Well, McGrady's not a small forward, so I'm not even going to factor that in. I, thought he, I, I wouldn't think of him as one. I will, one I'd thing, put him a shooting guard, but yeah. I would say, what, what, what position did you say Bernard King was? Small forward. Small forward. Bernard King is in the same Alex English, Dominique Wilkins, Carmelo vein for me. I'd put him in that conversation. I don't think he. I don't. I'm not putting him over Melo, but I'm putting him in that in that category. I have Domin- I have Bernard King in the Chris Mullen, Adrian Dantley, Grant Hill kind of range. Melo's obviously, I think, above Dantley and Hill, but Chris Mullen, Chris Mullen, no, he's in that same English, Dominique, Melo, uh, yeah, what's his face, Bernard English, King. English scored more points in the 80s than any player, and that includes, no, like, really good. and that includes, like, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson and, and Kareem and... No, it, it, it makes, it, it, English is in that conversation. He's, he's 100% in there. I don't, I, I gotta look at the statistics more finer because I don't have them in front of me right now. As far as I, I, t- I really take into account like all star appearances and first team, second team stuff. As far as when we're when we're breaking it down like this finally, but I want to get real quick. I want to get into your uh, status of what 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 your requirements are as far as a farewell tour versus a send off. Because for me, okay. Mello, Mello, I think he deserved. I think he does. If, if, if Melo, let's just say Melo were just kind of had a bench role on a team that wasn't going to make the playoffs this year, hypothetically, I think Melo deserves a few weeks, maybe maybe one really good week at the end of the year, just just to appreciate his time in the league. I'm not saying he needs to be swapping jerseys, even though I'm sure he would do that with some of his friends like Chris Paul and you know LeBron. But I but Melo deserves something. I think All right, so here's where I stand. T Mac deserved the same type of send off. Uh, here's where I know, stand. Circumstances different, but okay, let's hear it. <clears throat> Unless you are literally like a top three or four guy all time at your position, you don't deserve anything. Let's say I you don't deserve anything. You don't I mean, deserve anything. I mean, I mean, okay. Look, I think Carmelo, if he was on a team, and there's reasons why Carmelo also should not be on a team. Yes, there there are there are. I'm here for it, yeah. Um, so if Carmelo was, like, on the team and Carmelo kind of got over himself a little bit and he was able to just, you know, accept the role that he probably should have now mm-hmm. of being, like, a tenth guy or something, 
uh-huh. uh, or ninth or tenth guy, um, and totally transformed his game. Carmelo Anthony never had a game that was going to age gracefully. Just because of who he was as a person. It's the same. He was very similar to Kobe in that. Kobe could have never aged gracefully like Carmelo would have to. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just how it is. There's certain guys that can do it. Um, I think Paul Pierce could do it because he also had the ability to just stand there and shoot. Carmelo doesn't do that. Carmelo's in the Kobe, I like to take 40 dribbles and then take a shot kind of camp. I mean, Carmelo, you know, he, he was a good three-point shooter when his, you know, career was 60 points at MSG. Yeah, but first not, NBA not game the last game two or three years. Yeah, um, I think that, though, I, will, I, I do think there, there's an element of that, the game, that Melo wasn't able to adapt to the game's changes. He wasn't like Jaleel Okafor, like, holy fuck, I'm not sure if this guy can play in, in this NBA type of, uh, type of aging, but... You know, as far as the the game moving away from isolation and mid-range jumpers, you know, Melo just wasn't really able to adapt, and he's paid the price, not yeah. only just as his attitude, but as, as that as a result, you know? So so if Carmelo was just actually on a team, like, let's say let's say that he took the Paul Pierce way, and, and Paul Pierce's last year on the Clippers, he just sat on the bench for probably all but five games. So if Carmelo decided to do that with, like, I don't know, Atlanta or something. Mm-hmm. Then I think what he deserves is when he's at MSG and when he's at Denver, he deserves a standing ovation. But that's it. But that's it. That's it. You know, standing ovations, I, I say standing ovations are reserved for like you made an all star team a few times or like you were a good player. And it's like, like Channing Fry, nice ovation, yeah. But like, let's stop saying, oh, yeah. Channing Fry, uh, boo-hoo, boo-hoo. Shout out to Channing Fry, you know? White Plains, I think, New York. I think that, I think but, that was but, all like, just let's a fucking meme. chill. I'm sorry. Let's chill on Channing Fry. Because I saw things that it that didn't look like it was. It didn't look like it was at, at points. My no. thing is, like, it's... it's. Uh, I, I'm going to throw some names at you, Will. If Vince Carter came back for a year, if he was on, let's say he, he, he came back with uh, Charlotte, he's okay. not going to make playoffs this year. Tell me that Vince Carter is not going to get a last three weeks of the season. Oh, bye, Vince. Look at all the Toronto highlights he had. He had that Nets dunk on Alonzo Morning when he bodied him, whatnot. Whether Tell he me gets that's not one going or not. People Whether would gets... give him that. If I'm sure they would, Vince but I don't Carter think he should. Melo should fucking get one. Okay, but there's also a difference. Vince Carter has allowed himself to age. Are we talking just about anti-aging? No, no, we're talking about career in general. Carmelo Anthony's career hit a Tracy McGrady, Allen Iverson-like wall. Yes. Where he just, he was on the Knicks, he was an all-star, he got traded to the, to the Thunder, and that was that. Yeah. Because he was terrible in the Thunder. He had moments, but he was bad most of the time. Yeah, He was, he was really bad. And he was terrible... On the Rockets, which which wasn't I, I'll, I'm gonna defend Mellow for one second here, just as I'm not you know I'm not completely with the Mellow slander. I'm not saying you're slandering it, my man, but okay, the Rocket situation was never gonna work. We all so know what that. situation not would gonna work, work for Mellow. That was not gonna work. What situation would work? Situation also with the Thunder, like I'm not like Mellow did he, he didn't he didn't perform. He just he wasn't good. However. 
we, we you, you could have made a case going into last year that maybe Melo got Oladipo'd, that standing in the corner and let Russ do his thing wasn't for so him. So what, anyway, what team would be a good fit? I'm talking, la- are we talking last year or this year? Any year over the last two years, three years Last year, even. you can't tell me that signing Michael Beasley was a better idea than getting, like, like having Michael Beasley on your team with LeBron there was a better idea than having Melo there. You can't tell me. I like Michael Beasley. Don't get me wrong. Don't get it twisted. I thought Michael Beasley was going to be the fucking man. I would okay, make Mello excuses for Michael Beasley on, all day. Mike, but like, Melo would have been a bad fit on that team, too. Do you really think so? The reason why they didn't sign him, even though they had roster space, LeBron didn't want him. LeBron really didn't want him? Is that a fact? You, you can tell me that if LeBron... We know the Lakers discussed bringing him in. You can tell me that if LeBron wanted him, that the Lakers still would have been like, no? Fair point. Fair point. Over, I guess, you know what? Mel- no, LeBron's a bad friend. LeBron really switched on Melo. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. LeBron switched on Melo. You're, you're fucking right. Damn. Okay, so these these are Carmelo's three point shooting stats by year. Miami should have signed him. I'm not gonna do his. I'm not gonna do his whole career. I'm just gonna do the last six years or something. Thirty three percent, thirty seven percent, forty percent. Not terrible. Then thirty forty percent is damn good. Will you know you, you fucking know right? Yeah, but that was in 2013. <laughs> okay, yes. <laughs> that was in 2013. Yeah. Then 34, 33, 34, 35, 32. Yeah. Not good. And his rebounding numbers went way down. Not good. And his defense just became really bad. And his offense got really bad. I mean, Carmelo, when Carmelo was on the court for the Rockets last year, they got outscored. What? Oh, I I said, oh Jesus, in anticipation for this, this is because I know this. This is a terrible statistic. He got they got massacred when he was on the floor. They got outscored by by over six points per hundred possessions when he was on the court, Honestly, which actually is better than I thought it was going to be. If you, I, I I was expecting a plus minus statistic because if you look at Melo's box score, you look at like the there's some like villainously abhorrent minuses. There's some reprehensible minuses. Like Melo's like minus twenty out here sometimes. I think for the Rockets, like it was bad. Melo, Melo, and this is very similar to that to that Jr. Uh, not Jr. Smith. Um, uh, what is what is his name? Lance Stevenson. Over the last three years, Melo has not been a positive to his team. They've been they've been they've been outscored when he's been on the court. Yeah, and he shot below thirty like five percent from three point. I'm not going to debate you on Lane Stevenson, my man, my man from Brooklyn, but um, but but I understand your point. So, um, so, so there there are reasons why Carmelo shouldn't be in the league anymore, and and I'm not saying that Carmelo was not like because Carmelo Anthony is still a top 15 small forward of all time. He and that there is no shame in that. He's an NBA Hall of Famer for sure. Yeah, he's one of the best scorers of all time, and certainly. Like one of the, the what the five best scorers of this generation, mm-hmm. like maybe even like top three. When Melo was on, he was automatic. If you yeah. if you still look at those old that that game against the Bulls and MSG that the Hornet the the game I was there for when he put up sixty. When Melo was on, like it was a marvel to see. It was a marvel to see. 
I mean, in terms of pure scoring, how many guys have been better over like the last twenty years than him? Or since he came into the league, how many guys have been better at scoring than him? I have probably like Durant, Kobe, LeBron, Iverson. I'm gonna flip it on you. There aren't many. I'm not comparing Melo to Kareem here, but when Melo was on. There were not many moves in the league when he when when he was playing. There were not many moves in the league better than his jab step mid range jump shot or his turnaround. Yeah, but there was but, a point where that jab step right was there, literally you could not you could no, not defend against it. Not at all. But what you just said right there is exactly why he's not in the league. Yeah, I his agree. best exactly. move was a mid range jump shot. Yep, and that doesn't work today. Yep. So let me just say real quick. I want to. I want to. Uh, on on our subject of farewell tours, tell me again your rubric for okay. if someone could, should get a farewell tour. Okay, um, my rubric to get a full farewell tour, so that's a full season. Yeah, is top three player in of their position of all time, and they won at least one championship. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Now to get, I, I will say one one asterisk is I I will I already said this, but I I still think I, Iverson is an asterisk. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Cultural that's icon. Fair. But anyway, on, next year I want to hear send offs next though because so I, I agree with that. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. Send off it it drops significantly for me. Mm-hmm. For me to earn a send off, you literally just have to be. Um, you literally just have to be a guy that's con- that's been a a good contributor to an NBA team for the last X amount of years, and you were a liked teammate, and you were a good presence. Liked teammate, he has to. The person has to be a liked teammate. Yeah, Melo was liked enough. Melo's legacy no, outweighs his. his I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't liked. Okay. Melo just Melo, but but what's important about getting a send off is a send off isn't worthy of giving a roster spot to. I, I agree with that. If, if, unless you're a team with either Melo's good friend on it, or if you're a team with, uh, you know, just kind of like, fuck it, we need to sell tickets for the last month of the season, there's, no, I, there's not a point in doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, Carmelo is one of... What, what, Carmelo is an NBA Hall of Famer, an all-time great, one of the best scorers, but his game isn't made for today's league. Mm-hmm. And it's sad because he is still good enough as a player. He's better than a lot of guys in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't fit I in agree. what's going on today. And it's like, it's like okay, um, uh, if you took Kyle Korver... And put him in the NBA back in the back in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be better than a lot of players. Yeah, but he'd be a terrible fit and wouldn't play. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you fucking pussy. Rebound, Kyle Korver. You're six seven. Rebound. Yeah, they 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 they'd want him standing three three inches inside the three point line. Was that was that a? Was that... <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> Man, times have changed. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. One, one, one name I want to th- run by you really quick before uh, before we wrap this up. Derrick Rose is going to get a farewell. He's going to get at least a send off, whether we like it or not. He's going to get something. Derrick Rose has so many fans in the league. He's going to get something. I don't think he actually deserves. I don't think he will. I, I think Derrick Rose deserves almost next to shit. 
because I'm still mad at him because I think that Derek Rose has kind of like got away with casually sexually assaulting somebody and people just fucking forgot. It's like, oh yeah, nice Derek Rose. He's got a 55 point game for the Timberwolves. Yeah. Like here's the thing. Nice, nice comeback story. Good. Great. But like Derek Rose is, it seems to be, if, if the evidence is right, a reprehensible person. So I'm 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 kind of, I'm not really with the fucking D Rose farewell tour, even though I I, I do think he's gonna get it though. I think he is. I think he will. Hopefully not. I wouldn't give him one. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah. I just there's, and, and this is and this is why I mentioned to you before Chris Webber, Tracy McGrady, uh, Dominique Wilkins, whatever. This uh, Pete Maravich. That's the kind of group I put Carmelo in for for legacy. Yeah, those guys. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't get. Those guys don't get farewell tours. It's just. It's sad, but it's how it is. Is Sean Kemp in that group? Sean Kemp's a little bit below that group. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, he just kind of got. Yeah, knees and cocaine just kind of fucked him over. Knees and coke. That's the story yeah. of the NBA in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Could that be the title of your book? Oh my god, knees and coke. <laughs> That's honestly not a bad name. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're 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 gonna wrap it up there. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Scores Table. Hopefully, you enjoyed that that debate at the end. Um, and and I'm sure everyone and I'm sure everyone's gonna have a different opinion on this. That's just mine. Um, feel, feel free to weigh in and, and and hit us up about it. Don't don't be like flooding my DMs and shit. You know, I've got shit to do in my life. But you know, you have an opinion, make your opinion felt. You know, especially if you re- you leave a review of the podcast, you like and rate us on iTunes, shit like that. Um, support other side. You know, we're down with the brand, all that stuff. You know, hey, we appreciate we appreciate every one of the scores high. Of course, yeah, and and one of the things that we might be looking into doing uh, next next season is maybe adding more podcast platforms to where we upload. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so keep yeah, an eye out, keep an eye out for that too. I'm I'm not fucking with Spotify out here, but you know you you got to do what you got to do. You got to cater <laughs> to your fan base sometimes. Spotify yeah. doesn't have. Okay, here's the thing, real quick. You're not a real Jay Z fan if you have Spotify. You're not. You're not. I'm sorry. You're not. All right. End, end of the story. End of the story. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for listening <laughs> to this week's episode of the Scores Table. If you enjoyed, leave a like, comment, rate. We appreciate it. We we notice it. We love it. And uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week with part two of ranking or, or reviewing every team going into next season. Uh, we'll be doing more teams from uh, from the Eastern Conference, the teams that we haven't done yet. So keep an eye out for that, and we'll talk to you guys next week. See you later.